Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good evening, whatever time frame you may be in as you hear the sound of our voices. We are so grateful that God has given us another opportunity and another chance to join with you in the airwaves to keep it real. As you know, the name of the program is It's Real, and we deal with real talk on real issues, and it can get pretty real in the studio. We thank God Amen. on today that he has given us uh, just a, a, another opportunity to share our hearts and our minds and to really be, to endeavor to be an encouragement in this hour, in this land. We started our discussion on last week, and um, as my beautiful co-host, Ms. Tanya Clark Roberts, was stating, this could go on. So it is going to go on this week. We're going to continue it on. So first and foremost, we have some guests on the line, and we're going to introduce them in a moment. But we uh, we want to give way to um, the gorgeous and so enthusiastic, Miss Tanya Clark Roberts, to group to greet you all in the way that she does. Good morning, ma'am. Uh, can I hang up and call back and you say that one more time because that just sounds so good. <laughs> I just do mean that. Okay, I was like I had chills. I was like I'm a movie star. I just want to say good morning to everybody, good evening, good, good afternoon, wherever you are, and I'm just saying again, Elder. I love you, and just and to our guest today, and just say it's just such a blessing to be in the land of the living one more time. So mm-hmm. I just want to thank Amen. you. It is it is an awesome blessing to be in the land of the living for sure, for sure. Well, you are you are all um, in for a treat this morning because you are experiencing um, an actual live shut in. I'm actually in a shut in at my church, and I have a couple of my minister friends, my ministers in in um, glory. <laughs> like you know, when you're in the world, you have partners in crime. So now I got ministers in glory <laughs> connections. <laughs> And so they're going to join in our conversation this morning. We have Minister Connie and Minister Joseph. Say hello to the people. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, Good morning. Amen. Amen. 
So we are, we have come together. They're a part of the, the prayer team for New Bethany Family Worship Center for All Nations as well as, um, as they say, ministers on the roster. Um, but we, we have been coming together in, in time of prayer and fasting and shutting in for guidance and direction and um, strategies from God. And that's been our purpose for being here, just to give ourselves over to the Lord so that, you know, he can speak to our hearts and our minds and give us um, strategies in which we are to lift up in prayer and to um, to align ourselves with the vision of this house and, most importantly, with God's vision and his will and his direction. And I just thought it would be really good because of the fact that, you know, as I said, we started this conversation last week with Tanya and myself, um, and it, there's just so much going on in our land. And, and I just read yesterday someone had, had sent me a text that, you know, as we're in prayer, pray for some police officers that were shot in San Diego. I, and I'm just like, my heart is so grieved in this hour <coughs> as to what is going on in our nation, you know, because, um, and, and we know we are we are not um, alone in this. There are, there's atrocities happening across the world. But as I said before, I live here, okay? So obviously my heart is especially grieved at what's going on in the United States of America. And and it's on so many levels that my heart is grieved because, number one, there seems to be a mounting clash in tension um, within um, the African-American community and the police force. And we know this is not new. We, we understand, that, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. This has been going on, but now that we live in the age of technology and everything is instant, as in Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and everybody's phone has a camera, okay? So everybody is taking pictures, and this is the, the images and the visions are being propelled before us constantly, you know, and we as the body of Christ, as I said last week, should not be shocked or amazed at what's going on right now based on the word of God because we were already told things like this was going to happen. However, where we need to focus in at is where are we supposed to be located? What is our position as the body of Christ in the midst of this? And so that's what I, I kind of want to open up the floor to discuss. We, we've talked about it within the shut-in, and I'm sure, you know, there's not a home in America, I would think, that has not touched on this subject. But, you know, as to the, the turmoil and, and the sadness, and you've got people in their own homes that are divided as to, you know, what to do about the situation, who's at fault in the situation, and what have you. But ultimately, ultimately, the one that's at fault is the enemy. And the one that's going to bring um, correction in the midst of chaos is the body. And if we are not aligned as we should be properly vertically with the Lord and allowing him to give us the strategies of this hour, then we're off kilter. We're not connected the way we should be. So then our horizontal relationships are off. So we need to get first and foremost connected again vertically. But as I said, you know, I want some fresh views. I, I want to hear um, some things that, you know, maybe we didn't touch on last week. So I want to start with Minister Joseph because because you are an African-American male. And I know that there's, there was something that happened within our church family last weekend that, you know, spoke to the situation at hand and 
part of your family actually was, you know, able to assist <laughs> in what was going on. But from your position, um, Minister Joseph, please, please, please explain or elaborate, I should say, because you can't explain it away, but elaborate on what you're seeing going on within the body of Christ in this hour with all the turmoil that's going on between the police and the African-American community. Uh, one thing for sure, we shouldn't be scared but we should realize through the word of God is tell us to overcome evil with good. No matter mm. how tragic it is, there's, uh, there's parents on both sides, the police officer as well as the one that shot them. So they both need healing and they both need to be delivered and set free. Mm-hmm. So in these difficult times, we just have to trust in the word of God. And as a black man, it makes some people like my grandkids are scared to drive, you know, to ride in the car because they, they, you know, they were telling my daughter the other day to, hey, slow down because uh, we don't want to be stopped. They are afraid. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. So we have to, you know, we have to stand firm on God. He's going to protect us no matter what's going on. And there's a problem as black men that there's men that need to stand up and teach these young men to pull their pants up. To have respect hmm. for God, have respect for their mothers, their fathers, their sisters, their brothers. There's no respect. There's no remorse. No one cares about one another anymore. Until we get that care factor back by casting all our cares upon the Lord, he will reveal those things to us and make us a better nation, make us a better people. But be concerned about all people, not just only ourselves. And forget the past. Amen. This future. And then take that day forward, and let's be men of integrity, not men of foolishness. And Jesus tells us in his word that if he wants to forgive others of their sins, we have to forgive others. If you don't forgive others, we don't have to forgive you of your sins. Just think about what the word says and live by the word of God, and I guarantee you will be taken care of through his word. Amen. Amen. Somebody, amen. Somebody has this on um, on speaker. You're gonna have to take it off speaker because there's a little feedback going on. Um, I, I, and I wholeheartedly concur. And I, I, um, you touched on something about teaching our young men how to walk in integrity and <laughs> to pull their pants up. There's this kind of a resounding um, issue out there. But to have respect for themselves, um, it, it is. It is um, it is vitally important that we understand that we have a role in um, lifting our people up. We we definitely have a role um, in teaching them how to walk in integrity. But um, Minister Connie, what are you what are you seeing? What are you um, feeling is being experienced out here in in our land right now? What uh, my take is on it is that. We have to remember that this is just another attack of the enemy to try to keep the kingdom from prospering and going forward. And we have to recognize our part in it because it's not about the skin's color. It's about a sin problem. And I just want to say three words. It's not hopeless. And people got to realize when these things happen, we have to turn to God. And if we don't turn to God, then we're going to make those decisions to try to shoot somebody and be tit for tat. 
But the Bible says, revenge is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. And we have to recognize Mm -hmm. that if we start to take things into our own hands and begin to be judge, be jury, then we've also got to recognize that there are some consequences to what we've done. And this is not the example that we want to set for others that are coming up under us to see. Yes, it is tragic that they are killing one another. And the problem is it's not about the white man killing the black man or the black man killing the white man. The problem is that you're murdering somebody who you didn't even give life to. And we don't have that authority, and we need to recognize that we got to trust God. We have to trust God, and we have to seek him and see what it is that he wants us to do in this situation. And we got to love. If you don't love and forgive, then you're going to keep on killing, which means that you're doing the opposite of what God has called you to do. Amen. Amen. That's real. That is so, so real. Um, Tanya? You know what, Elder, and, and to the ministers on the roster, it's so, you know, we know that it's a spiritual battle. We know that it's an attack on the kingdom of God. We know that because we're in Christ. How do you reach the ones? This is a question to me right now. How do you reach the ones that are not in Christ? Because those are obviously the ones that say that black lives matter, but they really don't. For instance, I have a, a girlfriend of mine that is um, that lives in Atlanta, and you know, lives in Augusta with me. Her son was in Atlanta, Georgia, just two nights ago. He's driving down a street, getting ready to go home, and a dog was in the street. Well, he's trying to go around the dog, but you know how dogs, you know, go back and forth. So he wouldn't tear up his car. Mm-hmm. He made a mistake and he hit the dog. He jumps out the car mm. to make sure that the dog was okay. I'm getting to a point here. The girl, a girl starts screaming, you hit my dog. And her brother or whoever comes, and he's like, like literally saying to him, so what you bringing? He was like, man, I didn't mean to hit the dog. I apologize. The dog was in the street. Tell me what you bringing. So he shouts to his boys, go get my piece, meaning his gun. So he comes back, and here this young man is by himself with his girlfriend, and it's a five or six other guys. So what he does is he takes the gun and he knocks him down to the ground. Thank you, Jesus, for prayer, because he didn't take his life. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is a dog, really? A gun, really? But we always say that black lives matter, but I really believe that I'm going to keep it real with everybody. Black lives only matter to the ones that it matter to. We can't say that it's mm. not okay for a white man to take our lives, but we can take each other's lives. See, that's well, really what the issue is all about right now. Oh, no, you can't. See, that's like our family members, and it's like, like anything. You can't, talk about my, you can't talk about my sister, but I can. You may not can say nothing mm-hmm. crazy to her, but I can. So, in other words, no, no, we don't want any white policemen taking our lives, but we want to take each other's lives. And again, I'm still standing firm because I'm still praying, and this is what we have to do. But I want to ask a question, and I just want to put it out there like that. It took one atheist woman to stop prayer in all the schools. Mm-hmm. One, one atheist woman. Did you hear me? Not a, not a bunch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not many. It mm-hmm. took one atheist woman to stop prayer in school. 
Why is it that it's so many of us in Christ? Why hasn't our prayers and what has happened to the power of our prayers that we can't stop this? The question is this. Are we all really being real with Christ? Or are we putting on a facade before God? Are we all just going to church and playing church? Or are we really all about church? Because there's something wrong in the spiritual realm right now. There's something wrong. And what's wrong is we got all these churches, especially I'm in the South, as you know. There's a church on every corner. They call this the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. But why, mm-hmm. where, how come there is no power in our prayer anymore? That's the question that people need to sink and think about right now. One atheist woman to change prayer in school. And we can't stop this. And it's an epidemic. What do they call it, sis? An an epidemic epidemic. going on now. Mm -hmm. It's an epidemic. Mm -hmm. And it's catastrophic. Where do we begin? I want to read you something. Um, and, And the Lord showed this to me yesterday while, you know, in prayer and studying in the word. And he said to me, that um, this is the current condition of our nation, and it's coming from Hosea the chapter four. I'm gonna start at the first mm-hmm. verse. It says, "Hear the hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land." By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood toucheth blood. Therefore shall the land mourn, and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of heaven. Yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Yet let no man strive nor reprove another, for thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and mm. I will destroy thy mother. Now, here's, the, here's the, um, the next verse, which we all hear the first part of, but we never hear the whole thing. Isaiah 4 and 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou has rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. So in answer to your question, Tanya, Okay, God is saying because we have neglected to understand and to give reverence to the things of him, to the things that he has called us to as a quote-unquote Christian nation, because we were supposedly founded on the foundation of biblical principles. But because we have become a people with itching ears, because we have become a people who no longer wants to allow ourselves to be held accountable 
discover word of God. We have now polluted the word of God. We have diluted the word of God. We have made our churches seeker-friendly. We have said the things that God said was an abomination, we say that it is good. The things that God said we were not to touch, we all up in the Kool-Aid with. You know what I'm saying? So I, the, I want you to preach, problem. preacher. I know what, you know what, Elder? That's powerful. And can I say something to you? See, I know, I know what that word says, but I need to put that question out there. And I love you so much back bringing that word, because if you work that word, that word will work for you. See, I needed someone that was listening, that's hearing, to know what's going on and why is it going on. See, I had Mm -hmm. to ask the question and you gave the answer. Because of our lack of knowledge, because of the perverseness that's in the land, because we are settling in our churches, we made them corporation and not churches, because we've allowed Mm -hmm. the abomination to come in, because we don't sit there and set people out for their sins so that they can be healed in the congregation, but instead we put them Mm -hmm. on the usher board in the choir and in the pulpit. And, and we are supposed to be the light in this wicked and dark and perverse world. The thing that always stands out to me is everybody will quote the first part of, of Hosea 4 and 6, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. But you cannot put that part out there without continuing on with the rest of it because thou has rejected knowledge. It's not that you don't have the knowledge. It's that did you have the knowledge you rejected, you rejected the yes. knowledge. <laughs> you reject the knowledge. So there's a, there's a major, major issue here. There's a major, yeah. major issue. Now, I want to do a flip side to this whole thing and and share with you something that happened to one of the young men in our congregation that spoke so loudly to what God is calling us to as the body of Christ. Um, Devante Atkinson um, we we find, we finally know him as as Tay Tay. He got pulled over by the police last weekend, and um, the police searched his car several times. Had him in handcuffs almost an hour, sitting on the side of the road. You have to know this young man. This young man is so on fire for the Lord; it's just not even funny. And the transition and and what has happened in his life is unbelievable but to first look at this young man you see tattoos on him he he used to be in a gang life you know what i'm saying but he has now been transitioned into a seriously mighty man of god literally i mean this is a young man that's out there witnessing that's out there feeding the homeless that's out there he will give you the shirt off of his back in the name of jesus okay they pull him over they send him through all of this they ask him why he's so nervous. Now, my first response would be, you're the police and I'm black, and you're asking me why I'm so nervous. <laughs> okay, really? But that was not his position. Now, hear how good God is, okay? While he was sitting there, he just began to pray to God. He was praying in tongues. He was just, you know, Lord, give me a word. Lord, protect me. Lord, cover me. God sent angels to sit and to watch over him in the form of brother of Minister Joseph's daughters, and, and they didn't even know who Tay-Tay was. 
they had no idea. All they knew was this young man was a black man sitting in handcuffs while the car, his car is being gone over. And because they had the forethought of somebody needs to be a witness here and watch over this so it does not get out of hand, they were there. And I'm going to let Minister Joseph touch on that for a moment. But in the midst of that, do you know what this young man did? He ministered Jesus to them. He witnessed to them about the Lord. And, of course, they let him go. Now, my thing is, and he said, I believe in my heart they'll never forget that moment because they heard about Jesus. Uh I was, like, blown away and so proud of this young man. But we as a body of Christ have to understand and take the stand that this chaos that's going on in our country, part of it we have caused, we have brought it about, but God has his remnant in the midst of everything that is going on. And as part of his remnant, we need to be the ones shining the light. His cousin, Devante Atkinson, okay, we finally know as Monty, the week prior to that, driving down the street, looked over in a parking lot, saw a police car sitting there, and the Lord spoke to his heart and said, go pray for him. He turned his car around, pulled up next to the police officer. The police officer was doing whatever, whatever. And his words to him was, hey, officer, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Can I pray for you? And the officer was like, please do. Please do. Okay? And he stopped and he prayed for him. We have a role to play. Yes, have we been part of the problem? Yes, we have. But in this hour, we have a role to play, and we cannot allow ourselves to get caught up in our emotions and in all that's going on. And that's a hard thing to do because your first response to a lot of this is anger. Okay, but you cannot allow your emotions to get so caught up that you cannot hear the voice of the Lord and his direction and his strategies for this hour as the body of Christ. We, we, you know, you posed the question, Tanya, and it was an awesome question. But we as a body of Christ have to understand and recognize we have a job to do. We are supposed to be the watchmen on the wall. Some of the things that are going on, and i said this before, some of the things that are going on is because we're not on our post. We're so busy getting caught up in our emotions that we're not caught up in the things of God. And as Timothy said, a good soldier You're going to have to endure hardship, but you've got to not get yourself so entangled in the affairs of the world that you don't hear what your commander-in-chief is telling you to do in this hour. It's vital. It is vital. So just as you pose the question, I need to pose the the solution in this hour. Please hear the voice of God. Please, please, please hear the voice of God in your reactions, Amen. in your your conversations with others. What are you saying? Words are so powerful. What are you putting Amen. out in the universe? Are you allowing Amen. God to speak through you? Or are you just Amen. caught up and you're aligning yourselves with, with the, the, the banter, just the, the negative conversations that are going back and forth? What are you doing? Amen. What are you doing? You know what, sir? That's that's powerful, Elder, because what you just said was the word of God, Ezekiel, the 33rd chapter, that says, I've issued you as a watchman over my people. And we do have um, a work. And you know what? You just brought tears to my eyes. 
because I know Tay Tay, and I, I've been knowing him since he, when he was born. And um, I, it's just powerful to me, but you just gave me a solution. While I'm out and I see policemen and I do in the parking lot when they be sitting there on their cell phones, I'm going to start pulling over. I'm going to start asking them, can I pray for them? I'm going to start praying the word of God over them. I'm going to start speaking in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus over their lives and their hands and their families. Because that is so powerful, what you just said. What are we doing as Christians? as a child of God, and as a watchman over his children. Thank you so much, sis. And I mean that because, see, I minister to people. I talk to people all the time. But you have allowed me to even reach even deeper within myself and pull out something even greater within myself to do. And I want to thank you for that. Now, that's a powerful solution. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. D.L., are you online? Amen. I see another 706 area. Hey, DL? Hey, DL. Okay. Guess it's not him. No. Amen. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, uh, we we uh, we definitely, we definitely have a role to play in this as the body. Um, Minister Joseph, how did your daughters come to sit there in the parking lot to, to be the angels that, that God would send, not even knowing that, you know, they were watching over someone that was connected to you? The bottom line was I was so happy when they told me the story. My daughter saw what happened. All they had the black man in handcuffs sitting down, and so they pulled over in the, in the parking lot and videoed it. They videoed it and everything. So mm-hmm. they say they saw him taking the baby car seats out of the trunk and everything. And, you know, and they just looked at it. They just watched it the whole time. But it was for a long period of time that they was watching. Then they finally went over there and they saw it. They said, I know you from somewhere. And he said, New Bethany. She said, yes, New Bethany. We've been there, you know, and, and on and on. And the thing about it, she said that the policeman told Tay-Tay that he looked like somebody that had done something wrong in the area. But I thank God that they was there and they witnessed that. They videoed it, and they made, they stayed there the whole time. So God had them to come there at the right time in a time of need, and they was there for us. I like so much what Elvin you and Tanya saying is so prevalent. We need to stand up on the, the three S's. The letter S, we need to stand up more. We need to speak up more, and we need to stop shutting up. We're shutting up instead of doing something. Wow. It's It's amazing. It is amazing, you know. I, I'm always at awe at what God will do in the middle of a situation, and we never know when we come to someone's aid or God leads us to do something, you never know who it is that, that you know, you're standing watch over or you're praying for or, you know, you're interceding yeah. for. And it's just it's an amazing thing, you know, to know <laughs> that, that God would answer the prayers with somebody, you know, that's connected. Um, so, Minister Connie, you know, what what would be your advice um, for someone who, they, they may not even be a minister, quote, unquote, or, you know, in the five-fold ministry, but just a lay person sitting on the pews, what would be your advice as being part of the body of Christ that they can do in this hour? Well, for those who, because a lot of people, 
how to accept the Christ and don't want to accept that they have a ministry to witness, my thing is to encourage people by the word of God that you don't have to fall prey to what is going on. And that's whether you're a believer or not. You can stand up and still say, I don't have to. You can make a choice that I don't have to partake or become bitter or an enraged or an angered about the situation that is going on and and the profiling that is being done. It's nothing new, like you said, under the sun. So they have to be mm-hmm. encouraged to know that choose wiser. Make a wiser choice. Mm-hmm. If you know that this is the profiling that's going on, don't get out on the road and do 75 on a 45. If you know that... Exactly. that that they're, they're going in stores and just robbing. Don't go in there and, and, and present yourself as if you're a threat. Go in and speak. Mm-hmm. Hold your head up. Speak. Greet somebody and say hello. How are you? And and go on in the store and do what you need to do and get out. Don't don't loll in the, in the aisles. And we have to start being more aware of what's going on around us instead of trying to make it just a black and white thing. This is a nation thing. Yeah. It's not only happening here. It's not only happening in the black. It's not only happening in the white. I just believe that it's a sad thing that you you would resolve to say taking a life for a life, and 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 the ones that are being killed, those are not the the bad police who killed the young black men. You, you you're now starting another yeah. tragic yeah. Tragedy in someone else's life. Yes, yes, innocent bloodshed. And it's like it it doesn't have to be that you serve the Lord, that you can make a wiser choice, but know that the ultimate sacrifice is that you do choose to serve Christ. So while you're outside of the body of God, recognize that you too can still make a difference with the choices that you make. Like uh, Brother Joseph said earlier, learn to respect yourself. And that doesn't mean that you have to be some overshadowing power. Just be respectful, and you'll be respected. Exactly. Amen. Uh, Elder Corlett? Yes. Aunt Helen is still sitting here, and she's on fire and ready to say something. Well, bless the Lord. Speak up, So I'm going to hand her my phone. Here she goes. Speak up, Aunt Helen. Yes. We got to keep praying. We got to, like I said, respect authority. We don't, some of us don't expect that. We want to do what we want and 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 don't think about the consequences of what we don't. Amen. But it's still a God, and he's still on. on his throne. Come on, yeah. And he he knows what he's doing. We just got to believe that he is God. And Amen. Take our kids and set them down, and tell them it's a God. What you do is you got it's consequences to what you do. Amen. If you go out there and do something, and Say, I didn't do it. Tell the truth. Respect the police. And most of all, respect yourself. 
that I'm going to do what my mother said. I'm going to be a child of God. I'm going to do the right thing. That's what we have to do. Not for the kids. To show them, show them that it's a God. And he's a great God. And it's hope in this world. In spite of what we see around us, what's going on, it's still hope. It's hope. It is hope. Uh The other day I was watching the news. This little old girl, cute as she could be, she out there raising money to send to Baton Rouge for the police. And I said, Lord, look at that. And he spoke to me. That's just clear. He said, it's hope because I'm here. And I always, because I'm not going nowhere. It is hope. We keep on praying and lift people up in spite of what color, what look, what they is, or what they're not. We started how to lift them up in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Good word. Good word. Our other co-host has joined us, D.L. Henry. How you doing today, sir? Hey, how we doing? How we doing? How's everybody? Hey, Hi. Hello. Great. I'm coming in on the hope. Keep hope alive. All right. We were continuing our conversation from last week, D.L., on, you know, really what our role is as the body of Christ with everything that's going on in our nation right now and, um, and how vitally important it is that we have aligned ourselves with the will of God in the midst of the situation. And I, I don't think you were able to, uh, to join in the conversation last week, so we would really love to hear um, from your perspective how we as the body of Christ um, need to function in this hour with all the upheaval and the turmoil and everything that's going on in our nation right now. Um, you know, I, I find myself, Colette, to tell you the truth, um, now I, didn't, I was at a place where I didn't watch news because it was so depressing. Um, and I mm-hmm. do not watch politics. But I, I, I find myself because I'm, I'm, I'm concerned uh, about the way that our nation is going, the direction that it's going. Um, Mm-hmm. President Obama said something that was very powerful uh, to me for the body of Christ, and I don't know if people caught it, but the people started booing. He said, don't boo vote. So yes. I took yes. that. He said, don't boo vote, because it doesn't, booing doesn't help. Voting mm-hmm. does. Exactly. So I took mm-hmm. that in a spiritual sense of saying, you know what, we can talk about the things that we need to do, but we must be an example to the people mm-hmm. so that they can see what must be done. The problem with us as a body of Christ, we don't want to be exposed to certain things, and exposure is the key in order to make people better. So for, for me, we have to be mind, body, soul, spirit. We have to be disciplined in all those areas in order to hear God, in order to be led of God. Because this thing is a faith walk. It's not about what we see, mm-hmm. but it's about being led by God in the direction that we need to go. Because if we don't, we're going to find ourselves being led of anger, being led of selfishness, being led of hate, and not of God. So I've come to the understanding that in order for us 
to win this battle, we must be spiritual in it. That means that we have to walk in faith. We have to believe God and being led in what he tells us and do exactly what he says. We can't detour. We can't. We can't go on a detour on this thing. What we actually have to do is hear God and the words that he's speaking to us and follow those things because that's the only thing that's going to help. People are trying to come up with all these solutions and things of of that nature, but you have to go back to the source. Our source is God. That is the only thing that's going to help, the one and true source. And once you get the direction from this, that's when things will get better. But it's only going to get better when we get better, mm-hmm. when we line ourselves up with the word of God and do what it is that we need to be doing for God. But this is not a time to be selfish. This is not a time to put our, 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 our ideas and ideologies in, into effect. This is a time to let God be God. Remove yourself yeah. from the equation. Let God be God in these situations. Awesome. That's Amen. for real. That's for real. We have two other callers on the line um, that I'm not familiar with your numbers, but if you if you have um, something that you would like to say, please just push one on your your keypad, and I can bring you into the studio. One is has an area code of nine five two. The other one is a seven zero two number. But just you know, if you if you'd like to join in the conversation and you have something you'd like to say, just push one on your your phone. Um, you know what? I think it's really hello. interesting pushed, that. Uh, hello. I pushed one. I um, this is Cheryl, and good morning, you guys. I haven't been on the radio guys for a, a while, but um, I'm back. I got a text from Cam to listen to the radio, and I was up preparing, getting trying to move, but I was listening to um a, a radio station, and um he said that um. And this is as my my view. We as a people also, and I know that everything that's going on with our young black men and 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 all of us uh, as a nation, we also have to take full responsibility for our actions as to what we do, how we treat people, what we say to people, just just as a whole. Um, we all have choices in things that we do. We do. God gives us choices on each hand and in every matter. And I think and feel that prior to us doing things uh, or things happening, we have a choice in the matter as to how we choose uh, an outcome of a situation. If we choose to stay humble in a situation, I feel that I think that God is is there with us. Um, Humility is a thing we have to be humble, and sometimes our, our youth, and we, we get angry, we get upset. The moment you're stopped and somebody says something to you or whatever, you, you go off, you fly off the handle. There's, I feel there's a choice in the matter. We have to choose to want to do different. We have to choose to be different. We have to choose to be better. And, and the, the phrase that Satan is roaring throughout the land looking for something to kill, steal, and destroy, it's so very true. But unless we lay hold to Satan and give him an area to come in to where he can destroy. Up until that point, he's doing exactly what the word said. He's just roaring throughout the land, looking for something to kill, steal, and devour. And when we lay hold to Satan and we give in to his actions and we give in to 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 a situation, then Satan comes in and he can lay hold and take 
on a new effect, and then that's when wreak havoc in our lives. Am I making sense? Does that make sense to anybody? I don't. I don't know. I'm just saying that's just my belief. What I'm thinking, how I feel, because um, again, and a, a favorite phrase of mine: if we work that word, that word will work for us. But like he said, we as a people, we have to do according to the word of God, just what the word of God says. We have to stop sugarcoating stuff when it comes to our children, when it comes to our congregation, when it comes to church, when it comes to our lives as a whole. We have to put the word of God in order because God is a God of order. We cannot continue to do things out of order and only do things good today because it's going to be pleasing in the sight of somebody else or just what justifies for me mm-hmm. and make it work for me. This is something that has mm-hmm. to be done on a daily basis, constantly, you know, without ceasing, just like you say, pray, prayer without ceasing, you know, so that we can, as a people, change our nation, stand on the word of God, rightly divide the word of God, and continue to work the word of God. And I know if we work that word, that word will work for us. In every area, Absolutely. every situation, every out circumstance, every outcome of our lives, um, God has put that word there for a reason. And just like the old, in the old days used to say, Bible, our basic instructions before leaving earth. If we adhere to the mm-hmm. word and we abide in the word, like the Lord said, if you abide in my word and my word abide in you, then we as a people and, and, and Christians and, and the, the, the children of Christ, there is nothing that we should not be able to do just to just all to come together on one accord and pray down these strongholds and, and pray for our nation and and uh, just I think the, the we would be much more powerful if we would all and we could all get on one accord and just do what the word of God says to do. Amen. Amen. I, I, we all, I believe, Amen. and agree with you without a doubt, without a doubt. Anybody else on the line that would like to share um, your feelings? All the mics are open. If there's anyone else that would like to share their feelings. I want to say something, Elder. What happened to the time long time ago, back in the 70s, when we was wearing Afro? And Afro puffs, and we were walking around saying, "Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud." We're not proud as a people anymore because so much has been done and taken from us. But what we have to realize is we are no different than what happened to the Jews that were burned and tortured and different things. So let me—that's another show, another day. But let me just say this: Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. We need to be proud as a people proud of who we are and standing in who we are. We should be proud to know that Christ is in us, has led us to this particular time as such as this, to be prayer warriors, to be on the front line, to put it out there like that. But what so happened is we become as such a church people so cute and so dignitary and in what we got to wear and what we, and how we got to look to walk into the church. But that's sad because we too cute to pray now. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. See, that's what's happening right now in our churches. Again, the basic is our churches. What's happening in our churches now? Just like Elder right now is in a shut-in. I've been knowing her being in a shut-in since I've been knowing her going on 20 years. 
going in shut-ins and praying, if it's by herself, if it's stretching out before God by herself. But how many of us have done that, gone in your prayer closet, stretched out before God, crying out for the issues that are really going on? How many of us now? You know what we say? As long as I go to church on Sunday, at least I got my church in. And then after that, we forget Mm. that we're Christians. Monday Uh through Saturday, we fools. And on Sunday, Mm. we're Christian. And back to Monday, we're back acting the fool again. See, we're still out there in traffic Mm. when somebody cut us off, cursing them out and calling them names. See, we're still with the same one that we in the church and pastor tell you to get up and go get people hugged. I know it's not like that in Bethany because Bethany is my base church. But I've been in my own church right now when pastors say, get up and give somebody a hug. And people looking upside your head like you're crazy and don't even really want to touch you or hug you or barely even want to sit by you sometimes. What has happened to Mm. us as a church, as a people? When we used to say, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. (laughs) So when the way that they say it, one drop of blood, you black. So that means that half the nation is black out there. Yeah, that's, that's real. just the question that's for us. Amen. Amen. I, you know, my heart, my heart's cry in the midst of all the trouble and the turmoil that that this nation is in, is that they would wake up and come to a realization that without the leading of the Holy Spirit in one's life, chaos is mm-hmm. evident. You know, Cheryl, you said said some some very poignant things, you know, it's the word works if you work it, but if you're not working the word, then you give the enemy the opportunity to come in and set up residence, and he will kill, steal, and destroy, and, and you destroy. can see his exactly. hand at work. You can see his hand at work throughout the nation. However, I never, ever want to leave on a note to give him any glory because no matter how bad it may be, the word of God said that even though the enemy will come in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. So we are the standard, people. We are the standard. There are more of us than there are of him. The problem Mm -hmm. is is that we're not allowing ourselves to stand up. Like you said, Tam, it took one woman to take prayer out of school. Where are we as the body? Why have we not taken our proper place on the wall as watchmen on the wall and prayed? Again, we cannot allow ourselves to just get caught up emotionally in what is going on and miss the spiritual connotation of what God is trying to do. Uh He allows these things to happen to get our attention. Hello. You know when something catastrophic happens, especially in this country, everybody hits church house that Sunday. Okay, everybody uh-huh. on their knees, they swing and snot. It's like, Lord, help us. And then Monday, they back out there doing what they need to do. It is time for uh-huh. us to be the standard. We are the standard. He said he would raise up a standard. We are the standard, something that we were talking about here yesterday in the shut-in. You know, we are the ones that, that the, the, um, the creation is crying out for their moaning and growing for the manifestation of the sons of God. We are them. We are the sons of God, and it's not a gender issue. It's a place in God that we have achieved. 
It's an authority that God has given us, and he's called us to walk therein. So we have to, we have to, if there's going to be a turnaround in our nation, we have to take our proper place in Uh God and be the standard. Be the sons right. of God. Be the heirs to the throne. Be the ones that uh-huh. walk in power and authority and speak that which God gives us to speak. Not feeling, not speaking out of our emotions, not speaking out of our senses, but speaking out of our spirits. All right. And laboring before warfare. the throne of God in prayer. Yes. If, this, if there was ever an hour for spiritual warfare, we're in it. We are That's in it. it. And that is why it is so vital that we are seeking the guidance, the directions, and the strategies of God in this hour because he's our Uh general. He's our commander-in-chief. The world can't tell you how to fight the world. You need God to tell you how to fight the world. Right, and that's why you need God to to give you the strategies for this hour. That's right. That's why we need the armor of God, the whole armor. We have to put on our armor of God, okay, put on our belt of truth. Our breastplate yes. of righteousness, the yes. piece of, uh, 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 our shoes of peace, take up the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the armor. spirit. And the sword, yes. in, order, in order for us to fight the devil and to win, we have to use the sword of the spirit. we got to use the word to cut down any strongholds or anything Trans. that Satan can no. think or come up against us with. We have to work that word yes. continuously. Yes. We gotta put yes. on our, our our armor, you uh, people of Christ, and that's for all of us, all over the world. You know, we need to to just to constantly pray for victory, and in order for us for us to get victory, and in the Word of God, we've gotta use this Word, the Bible, basic instructions before leaving this earth. Everything that mm-hmm. we need to do according to live on this earth, according to be pro- prosperous, to 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 do anything that we need to do, God has already put in place for us. He's not going to come back and Amen. do anything else. He's already done enough. He's done everything that he said that he was going to do. He's already done it. Now, it's up to us as a people, as Christians that believe the word of God, to just go forth and do what he say do. Just do Amen. what the word of God says do. And I think that... uh our nation will start to change. We will start to change. It's going to take a lot of work. But if we want what the people in the Bible had, then we have to do what the people in the Bible did. And that's hmm. trust and stand on the word of God. Amen. Amen. I concur wholeheartedly. We are down to the last five minutes of the show, so I want to give um, each of our guests and DL and Tanya um, a chance for closing remarks. So, um, Brother Joseph, I'm going to let you go first. Just, you know, what what do you want to leave on the hearts and the minds of the people? On the hearts and the minds of the people today, I just want to leave that we this world needs more joy, more joy in their life. And the J is for Jesus, the O is for others, then yourself lie If we learn to put it in that perspective, things will always work out for us in our lives. People just need more joy in their life, and that's Jesus. Amen, amen. Uh, Minister Connie? On the note to end with that, I understand the slogan that says Black Lives Matter. I just want to let them all know that all lives matter. 
Amen. He said he sent his son Amen. for the whole world. Yeah. Not just a certain nation. He said the whole world. So Jesus mm-hmm. died for us all, so all lives matter. Yes. Yes. Amen. So true. So true. Um, can you let A. Helen have her closing remarks, please? Okay. <laughs> like I said, hope. And the hope is God. The hope is God. Amen. Amen. Well, that's real. That's real. Tam? I just want to say again, we have to be proud as a people first before we can take on the affairs of the nation. And I'm like what DL says. I don't know what everybody tripping about. Satan has not hijacked heaven. God is still <laughs> on the throne. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And Mr. D.L. himself, what do you have for us, sir? Daniel, how are you going to just take what I say? <laughs> I'm so glad she told me I can go before you. I didn't know what to do. That don't make no sense. How are you just going to take my line? But you know what? I was glad I went before you. <laughs> but you know what? She, she's exactly right. We have to stay reminded that God is still in charge in spite of everything. And in yeah. spite of the circumstances, we have to become more unified. Where there's unity, there's strength. And even in these sad times, people don't understand. Strength is such a powerful word. But we must keep joy because that's where our strength comes from. The enemy is coming through the back gate to destroy our joy with the circumstances that's going on in the world. And what we need to do is continue to praise God through everything and watch him turn it around. So understand, yeah. like my friend said, the devil has not hijacked heaven. God is still in charge. And as long as he's in charge, we're going to be all right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That is so, so real, so, so real, and so important to remember, you know, because like I said, in these these times, sometimes we have a tendency to be overwhelmed by the evil in the world, and we forget that there's a greater good in the world than there is that evil, and we forget that God has called us to be the standard. He's called us to make up the hedge, and we cannot be swayed or moved just because of what we're hearing and what we're seeing. Our first our first rule of thumb has got to be to press in even the more into the spirit of God and say, what would you have me to do? What would exactly. you have me to do? I cannot sit back and twiddle my thumbs and pretend that this is not happening. I can't pretend that because it didn't come into my house, it's not important. I can't pretend um, that I have a right to take the side of any side in the world other than the side of God in the midst of this. I I, I wholeheartedly, I agree with Tanya, we need pride as a people, but our first pride has to be that we are a child of God. It has to be that I have to go out here and I have to represent my father correctly. 99.9% of black households that grew up in the 50s, 60s, and 70s knew that when we stepped out that door, that first thing was you representing the Jameses, you representing the Atkinsons, you representing the Davises, you representing the Sparks, you representing the Henrys. Don't you go out there and act a fool. 
when you go exactly. out there when you're my child and act a fool. Well, how much mm. more do we have to recognize that when we step out, we are representing the Father God? That's we right, are representing Father, the Father God, and we do not have the right to misrepresent him. We don't have that right. right, okay? So we got to keep that in mind and remember, as D.L. said, hallelujah, God is still on the throne. He has not relinquished his power. He is still in command. So it has been really, really good chatting with all of you this week, or or today, I should say. Um, And I'm just grateful to God that, you know, we had some other voices that could speak to the situation. It's an awesome, awesome thing. So you just enjoy your week, have just an incredible time in the Lord as you go forth in this week. We're praying God's blessings on your life. We're praying God's protection over you and over your household, over your children. We're decreeing and declaring that the weapons of the enemy are rendered null and void and of no effect. We're decreeing and declaring that every attack that he has unleashed against you will not come into fruition. Hallelujah. And those swords and those arrows that he's trying to throw at you will be quenched. All the fiery darts will be quenched by your shield of faith. Know this, that you first must go out and believe that God is. And if you believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, then you must believe that he will bring all things to pass in their appointed time. So don't lose hope. I kept hearing um, A. Helen saying about hope. Don't lose hope. Do not lose hope in these hours and in this time. Continue to stay on your post, continue to stay on the wall, and continue to give God the glory in the midst of it all. We give him praise. And remember, Have an awesome, and may I awesome say something? Week. And I need us to all remember um, that we have all come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Love you too. Let's keep it real.